Yes, can I add that Chinese medicine also works as a preventative type of medicine? So even before or even if you're feeling some slight symptoms, you can also go in because sometimes if you wait till you've already got the disease, um, it's not as good. So if you are like starting to feel some symptoms and you're not sure what's going on and Western medicine can't really give you a diagnosis yet, like you guys were saying before, Chinese medicine also helps in that preventative medicine to strengthen your body, strengthen your immune system, strengthen your digestion and things like that because it views the body holistically. It's about the functions of everything as optimum and when they're not, they're out of balance and that's how we treat or view disease. Welcome back to the Forever Young Podcast, a Chinese medicine podcast hosted by Chinese medicine graduates. We release episodes every week on a Thursday, and if you're new here, feel free to subscribe or follow us to keep up to date with our uploads. I'm Brendan, and I'm joined by my other three co-hosts. I got Charlene. Hello. Nick. Hey everyone, how are you? And Timothy. Hello. <laughs> I kind of th- you were kind of thrown off by the fact I said Tim Mothy. Yeah, yeah, I was. I was <laughs> yeah, no, I was expecting something like "Hey, yo, what's up?" or something, and then you just hit me with the "Hey." hey that's my full name. Very nice. <laughs> All right, we're going to shorten the banter here today because we have something special going um, for this one, as we usually do. But this is the start of our series that we. Uh, kind of putting putting together um, where we want to help those that are interested in Chinese medicine um, and cover the fundamental um, aspects and perspectives on uh, Chinese medicine. So we'll be stripping it down to the basics, going uh, basically all the things that we learned in first year. And that way people that are new to Chinese medicine can digest it a little bit easier. Correct, Amanda? Yeah, pretty much. Um, we sort of just decided that this is a good good thing to go over. And we, we always talk about the fundamentals and sort of intertwine them into our podcasts. But we thought it would be good to go back and really dive deep into, you know, sort of what makes Chinese medicine Chinese medicine. Um, so, yeah, these, these next, I don't know, 10 episodes or so are going to be all about that introductory series. Um, and all about pretty much like first year of first year of Chinese med school. Um, you know, we won't cover obviously everything and we won't be able to sort of get everything. Um, but this is sort of our opinions and thoughts on all of those things and how they sort of, you know, how they sort of developed through our learning and how we understand them now. Yeah. And the great thing about Chinese medicine is that with modern medicine in uh, the Western world, we have Chinese medicine that kind of, uh, that's where Chinese medicine comes in to kind of fill the gaps that we don't know yet. It's a little bit being an older type of out, uh, uh, type of uh, medicine. I was about to say art form. That was going to be really weird. Anyway. Medicine is um, art. So, medicine's art? Yeah, sweet. All right, let's begin. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, words. Words ain't good. I took a nap. Anyway. Well, it depends how you look at so, it. So. Because, you know, you could, 
a lot of people look at um, forming formulas and using acupuncture points as, as like art and painting their canvas. You know. Yeah. True. I think of that when I treat. Yeah. See exactly. Uh, but you know. <laughs> I think even when like interpreting. It's a healing art. art. Ah, very good. It's a healing art. Whew, beautiful. <laughs> uh, Tim, what were you going to say? Sorry. No, nah, I was just going to add on top of it where it's just like, do you know when you interpret patients? It's the same thing as like interpreting art where you're like, you're looking at patterns within the patient, how they demonstrate sort of certain characteristics. It's all, it's like modern art. It's all about that fine... That fine you could also of... say it's like a dance. <laughs> yeah, definitely shouldn't dance with your patients. Are you... <laughs> you don't dance with your patients? Not having enough fun, man. You're right. Maybe, yeah. I have said that before, I think. I have said that I like when I treat, I kind of not dance, but I have a certain flow that I'm just like, whoopsh, 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 you know what I'm saying? Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> the man of many words. All right, let's... Let's begin because I think we're. <laughs> Charlene, Charlene held up the two the two minute uh, counter thing like five minutes ago. Anyway, so what are we going to cover during the series? Can anyone kind of just like? I think we, yeah. Have we said that we mentioned a lot of that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, we're gonna know. you know take a look at um, each of the organs and sort of talk about their functions and what impacts them and you know, how that's, how that is involved in our diagnosis. Cause you know, obviously later in, in Chinese medicine studies and the more you treat and stuff, you f- sort of forget how everything pieces together and you just sort of, you know that the lung does the DD function and you know that the spleen does the TT function, but I feel like we should go back and, you know, sort of break that down and sort of what that DD function is and what that TT function is. So, so we're sort of going to go back in and, dive into those organs uh, individually. We're going to give them their all, all of them their own episodes. Um, and then hopefully, <laughs> if we get there, we're going to also talk about uh, chi and blood and dampness and phlegm and really explain those concepts a bit better um, and sort of explain them from mm, sort of a fresh mindset. Um, you know, we're all, we've all just graduated and we're all very fresh to the game. So, I I know for myself um, in the in first year talking about phlegm and non what was it non um, substantial and oh, substantial, substantial. And, you know all yeah. these and then like dampness and that coming about and how you get from one place to another and I think that's all very confusing um, as a first year first year student and especially somebody like myself I had no idea about Chinese medicine at all. So I think it would be good to... Yeah, do you remember the... F- oh, no, go ahead. No, Sorry. no, keep Sorry, going. Sorry, I'm going to cut you off. No, 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 cut me off. <laughs> no, do you remember... No, no, do you remember that everyone's faces when uh, they mentioned that spleen governed the digestive uh, the digestive system? Everyone's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, so the stomach, yeah, and the spleen. Wait. What's the spleen? The yeah, spleen, what yeah. And the- What's a spleen? <laughs> yeah. We have a spleen? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, What's a spleen? <laughs> I mean, so we're going to be stripping back mm-hmm. 
basically everything that we talk about. Sorry, Tim, I just That's cut you good. off. But we'll be stripping back everything that we talk about on the usual basis, and we'll really go bare bones. Um, talking about yin yang, talking about five elements, and like Nick said, the the organs and what they pertain to and things like that. Um, just so. If you, I mean, if you, if any existing listeners have mates who are interested in Chinese medicine, or we do have newcomers that don't know what's going on, then to, uh, we have this introductory series so that they can understand our later episodes and finally kind of get a better understanding instead of being sitting there in jargon when we're talking about yin, yang, dampness, phlegm, uh, overacting, and um, all, all of that, basically, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I feel like it just including people who want to know more about it without understanding any of what we're saying it's like they can we can always direct them towards these this introductory series so that i don't know we can recruit more people to learn more about chinese medicine and they can find out all the good stuff about it yeah it's a big world it's a big world chinese medicine is a very big world and with a lot of knowledge that a lot of, like that even after you graduate you still don't you haven't even t- like you're on the tip of the iceberg essentially and uh, the introduction, I guess the, the course itself is an introductory series. So, <laughs> yeah, it definitely is. Um, and that, a lot of complaints come from that as well. But when you really like strip it back and, you know, you've got, you've got things like the 12 meridians theory and the, you know, Zhang Fu theory and the five elements and, you know, it, it gets very complicated and you sort of, you, once you get to the end of it, you're like, well, actually, if we shoved everything into that five year course, we would have been overloaded, like, you know, the the dropout rate is, you know, probably roughly 40% anyway. So I think the dropout rate would be extremely high if you tried to shove everything in at the level that some people think it needs to be at. Yeah, and that's what our what our podcast serves is just as a as a kind of like a what do you do after you graduate kind of thing? And what do you think about? And it's us, and it's also us discovering new things uh, about uh, after we graduate and um, discovering past the uh, the course itself. And because we're, we're fairly new, we're graduates, we're all fairly new practitioners um, or just discovering more and more about Chinese medicine. So um, yeah, basically that. Uh, I think myself, I don't, oh, sorry, into... I just wanted to talk, comment on that. No, again. no, 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 go on. I, I don't no. want to stop learning and that's that's a great thing about Chinese med is that you know even deep into into practice and years and years of, of practicing you know you shouldn't stop learning about it because there's always something new and different patterns and stuff like that so yeah yeah and that's that's the beauty of Chinese medicine because it's always just like you're discovering more and more because everyone's just different and reacts to different things all right, so I think we were talking about before we started this episode, and, and we we're discussing how it's how easy it is to digest the new information from Chinese medicine when we are brought up with the Western medicine ideas. You know, like uh, uh, your your stomach processes food, and then like basically the GI tract, the immune system, yada yada yada. We we are brought up with the Western idea. So by comparing East and West, I feel like we might be able to. Dish out the information that's a little bit more digestible for the listeners. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah? <laughs> okay. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so the question is, um, how do you think Chinese medicine is viewed now 
compared to where we started when we started because um and that can be you know when we uh when we grew up with it versus now or when we started our course um we can go around if you wanted to by the way Nick, what about you? Because you're fairly, like, I know a lot of us kind of grew up-ish with Chinese medicine, but you have only, we have recently introduced to it, maybe the last, maybe, I don't know, five, ten years uh, or so? I'm not sure. As soon as I started the course, that was the first time I knew about Chinese med at all. Yeah. Yeah, right, so right. So, how changed. has it changed in the time? Yeah. Um, how's that, how's, like, the, how's it changed for you? Like, the ideas? Or uh, that idea, Chinese the idea around itself. it, but also for yourself too. Yeah, both. How about you go personally and like, um, personally and also societally? Yeah, well, like, you know, I was obviously brought up just on Western medicine um, and everybody around me only knows Western medicine. So, so I, I do a lot of like teaching um, and educating my friends and family about Chinese medicine and sort of talking to them about the ideal ideology, ideal. Oh, fuck it. Um, oh you're turning into me. You're turning into me. <laughs> it's spreading. Um, <laughs> you know, talking about these concepts and how things work, uh, both Chinese medicine and Western medicine, and sort of comparing the two, um, and trying to help that process along. Um, you know, and also help people get get into my doors, you know, um, push in new patients. <laughs> uh, that's a big step, you know, uh, <laughs> educating the people on how it works and then getting them to bring people in um, is, you know, is the is the dream. Um, so, yeah, like learning learning all the concepts of Chinese medicine was is a massive thing for me. Um, you know, learning that, that food is medicine um, and that, uh, everything sort of internally is connected and not just a system of, you know, organs and blood and whatever else is going on Western medicine-wise um, because I knew, you know, I knew a little bit, but I knew very little uh, to begin with. So, so to learn all those new connections was quite profound and was quite sort of eye-opening and sort of made a lot of sense to me personally because... Uh, have you had anyone really apprehensive about uh, Western, uh, sorry, Chinese medicine when they're solely kind of based on Western medicine? Yes and no. Like, I, it's still like within my friends and family, it's still sort of not as accepted as you know, sort of I would like. Um, but you know, that's just that's just a thing. Um, Right, right. Um, for you, Charlene, being um, for for you being uh, a Charlene born Chinese, what's how has it changed for you? Because obviously, born into it, grew up with the idea, now seeing it evolve slowly and become even a little bit more accepted, or or whatever. Well, how have how have you seen it change? I think for me, because I was. I was born in Australia, so I grew up with Chinese medicine, I guess, around me, but the teachings that I had in school were still very Western medicine and, like, Western science-based. So, I don't know, I feel like there was this conflict in me that's, like, 
I've got a headache. I should take some Panadol. But at the same time, my mom was just like, but you should do all these things like um, drink warm water, like wear warm clothes, like loosen those neck muscles and things like that that were like Chinese medicine perspective when my brain was quite Western medicine thinking. And when I was growing up, I guess the only Chinese medicine doctors that we went to were like home-based. There weren't so many of these fancy clinics around and there was basically just a lady operating out of her home or um, out of one of those like herbal stores in like Chinatown. So it was very traditional was my experience growing up. And then I went to hospitals in China and experienced Chinese medicine. And it was very eye-opening because it's basically just medicine for them there. And it runs so smoothly. The integration between the West Western medicine and the Chinese medicine, it's, yeah, it was really amazing to see that flow. So I think... Was that... In, yeah. Oh, no, sorry. I, I wanted to ask, was that... The internship or before the internship? No, before the internship. Yeah, because my mom's okay. from um, my mom was born in China, so we used to go back every few years. And um, when I was in high school, I was quite anemic, and um, I guess my quality of life was not great. And I walked basically like up one level of stairs, and I felt really faint. So I was on Western medicine supplements, like those iron tablets and things like that, but they just made me more ill. I feel like my digestive system and my spleen like couldn't handle the Western medicine, which kind of made me worse. But as soon as I went to see a Chinese medicine doctor, I think I was on herbs for like one week, the raw, um, raw decoction. And I think, yeah, in one week I could see the change. Like there was like specific, I guess, measurable changes like I could walk up two flights of stairs or something like that. And yeah, even my family was just like, wow, like, I mean, because they grew up with it, they just don't think that it's a big thing. But like my family in Australia was just like, wow, like what a difference it's made. Yeah, because it's like, I guess the um, the measure of what you can do, and this is a very generalization here, um, the, the measure of how well the medicine's working is uh, what you can do. Like, if a, if a Chinese medicine practitioner is like, okay, I'm going to try and get you to f- walk up two flights of stairs so then you can walk, like, normally for the rest of your life, uh, like, walk upstairs normally for the rest of your life, then that's what I'm going to do. But, like, Western medicine's like, do you feel the, do you feel sick? <sighs> yes? No? <laughs> I don't know. That's a huge generalization, that I feel like. But it, the, the, even the measure of it's different. Yeah, I think from reading those books, Western medicine is very like diagnostic and like filling criteria based. Like you do the tests and if your iron levels are below this point or you've got these markers in your blood or something like that, then this is your disease. Whereas I guess Chinese medicine doesn't rely specifically on those like blood markers or like those levels and those tests, which makes it very different from what I guess we've been growing up with and what we've been taught. Yeah, and I think we'll delve into that in a in a in our next segment of this episode. But I do want to hear what Timmy has to say. Being Malay Chinese, also Australian born, does your experiences differ to Charlene's at all? Um, or my was probably think? closest to Nick, where it's sort of just like they barely. Sure, parents say, oh, you shouldn't eat that, that's too hot, that's too cold. But, like, 
you just ignore it because you have no idea what they're really talking about. And it was only when you really start the course is when I really encountered what Chinese Med was all about. So all that other like prior stuff, what they talked about, even though I did come from like an Asian background, I feel like that didn't contribute to how I thought about medicine at all. It, it's it's yeah. yeah we, sorry. Oh no, go on. Sorry, no, no, it, no. Go on. It's my just bad. sort of like Chinese med just sounds sort of like this wacky sort of like like snake oil where it 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 it's applicable like sure it can help but because we don't really understand any of it it shouldn't be used at all because it's like how do you know that what you're taking or what you're using can actually help you like you don't so you just don't use it yeah and i guess that's because we're we're brought up on like a if there's no evidence well I, well, I mean, if there's no hard sort, like hard facts that have been presented to us, then we will not use it. Or in, in our case, it'd be like, if I have had this herbal medicine for a week now and I see no difference, then it it seems like it's not doing anything at all. That kind of thing. Um, that I, I feel like from my personal experience anyway, because I've been brought up on Western medicine first, um, I... I'd be pretty impatient in terms of how like herbal medicine specifically would work and even acupuncture sometimes where, um, cause I, I saw, uh, as I said, in a, in many previous episodes, I, I suffered from a lot of chronic eczema. It's like, I, the, the routine would be have my herbs and I've been having herbs for like years and years and years and years. Now I've stopped, but, um, I've only, I only did them because my parents told me to do them. I didn't understand why I didn't really feel the, I didn't, I said I didn't feel the effects back then. Um, but I mean, I don't have eczema now. So it's like, um, back then instantly I'd be like, I, my, my eczema's not going away. It's not, it's not stopping me. It's not it's still itchy. It's, it's still there. Like, why am I still taking these herbal medicines and things like that? And I felt it was like a waste of time, but I mean, give it me 24 now, I have no eczema. So it's like, because I'm so used to the instantaneous bang, like it's all gone, then it kind of made me a little bit apprehensive from Chinese medicine. And it was similar, pretty similar to you, Timmy, how it was like, I didn't really know what was going on. I didn't really believe it until I actually started studying it, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, so I'd say it's it's pretty aligned. Um, so onwards from, from that, let's say a from a patient point of view, what, how would you explain what Chinese medicine is like if you were to really put it kind of broadly? How would, how do you got, Nick, how do you explain it to your patients usually? Um, it's, it's not the easiest thing to explain. And depending on what type of patient you're talking to, um, is, is a, is a big thing. Um, you know, I often talk about Chinese medicine, like looking at the organs very differently and trying to help the body find balance within itself um a lot of my facebook posts and stuff like that for my own uh chinese medicine business sort of flow on that line um of helping restore the body find its own balance and helping the body help itself and i think a lot of people appreciate that um especially because yeah getting back to what we were saying earlier about western medicine um and how they address um, how they address it, um, conditions and how they try and always p- find a name for the conditions. And, and when they can't, they sort of 
they sort of uh, adopt this this thought of, oh, well, you sort of have to live with it forever because we don't have a name for it. Um, and that's just something that you're going to have to deal with. Uh, and that's, you know, that's a, and that's a big thing that Chinese medicine steps in, in in at, where that, you know, it doesn't matter what name you come with. Um, we're sort of always going to find our own Chinese medicine diagnosis, and that will correlate with the organs and, you know, the the imbalances within the body. And I think that's that's sort of fantastic. And that's that's really how I explain it to to people, um, especially when they have no idea about Chinese medicine or acupuncture or anything like that. Um, so yeah, just trying to help the body help itself. I I, I think when you view like medicine, like treating the body like that, it's like Western med sort of views it as like you have a disease or like an illness or you don't have it. So if you don't have one, then you're all okay. Whereas I feel like Chinese med is that cycle of your body's always going through a process of like this going, this, there's problems in this area and there's problems in this area and that's why you get these certain symptoms. Whereas like, it, it's sort of like Western med can kind of be seen like um, you go into like a car repair shop to get something fixed and if you don't have any problems, then you can just piss off. Whereas like Chinese med is that sort of like garden approach where there's so much like flora and fauna, all these plants and all these like um, stuff going inside your body that keeps going, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah which... uh, an example of... Oh, sorry. oh, sorry, no, sorry. No, uh, I was just going to say, which <laughs> can be quite difficult for for people that have problems, you know, when they feel their body's got all these issues, but Western doctors can't give them an answer. Um, you know, blood test after blood test after blood test, and they sort of come back and they say, well, everything looks fine, like, you should be fine. And they say, well, I don't feel fine. You know, I'm I'm getting all these issues, and I just don't feel fine. Um and that's where, yeah, that that theory of, you know, uh, the the garden or the mechanic is can be quite good. Sorry, B. Yeah, what something that I no no that's all right no no when when Timmy was saying like if it's either you have it or you don't have it, uh, a good way of thinking or well not a good way but a way that I kind of interpret it is like, let's say you have a disease and you take a lot of medication for it, and then the the disease the disease is cured but then you're left with liver damage. It's like, yeah, the disease is gone, but you got something else going on. But the def- definition is that I'm going to get rid of this disease for you. And a lot of that, uh, some of that, that, the lack of holistic approach is um, something that I haven't really, that Western, that I haven't really sit, that doesn't sit well, for words, far out. Um, <laughs> it happens, it happens once, ep- no, like maybe twice or three times an episode where I just, a word vomit. Anyway, <laughs> um, that's what doesn't sit well with Western medicine with me because they don't. A lot of the time, they don't consider um, the later aspect of it sometimes, and it's 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 a little bit weird um, for me. Anyway, um, before we move on to the next segment, does anyone anyone add anything? Yes, can I add that Chinese medicine also works as a preventative type of medicine, so even before or even if you're feeling some slight symptoms you can also go in because sometimes if you wait till you've already got the disease um, 
it's not as good. So if you are like starting to feel some symptoms and you're not sure what's going on and Western medicine can't really give you a diagnosis yet, like you guys were saying before, Chinese medicine also helps in that preventative medicine, just strengthen your body, strengthen your immune system, strengthen your digestion and things like that because it views the body holistically. It's about the functions of everything as optimum. And when they're not, they're out of balance. And that's how we treat or view disease, I guess. What's what's it called? Nip it in the bud? Nub it in the butt? <laughs> yeah, nip, nip it in the butt. Bud? <laughs> nip it n- nip, nip in the butt. Yeah. I'll tell yeah, you, I'm good um, with words. I'm good with words. Yeah, he's a wordsmith, guys. <laughs> a, Ch- a Chinese medicine doctor will definitely... Um, you know, prefer to see you when you're not sick. Uh, and yeah, like, like what Charlene was saying, you know, be of that preventative medicine. Um, you know, we love to treat healthy people because there's, you know, some sort of chi or blood that we can tonify and move and, you know, help treat towards the, the seasons and, you know, there's always something going on. So, so that's a, that's a big benefit that Chinese medicine has. Yeah. I, I feel like no doctor wants yeah. to see, their patients suffer unless they're looking for money but like realistically no <laughs> no doctor should want to see like, patients in pain no chinese suffering. doctor yeah, we, we should say any doctor realistically the doctor hopefully hopefully we'd like to think so <laughs> but yeah uh, go, going on to the topic um how, how do you guys think Western med, because we talked about it before, of how like Western med sort of sees it like this, and Chinese med sort of sees it like this. How how do you how do they normally like diagnose or how do they perceive sort of um, health when they look at patients or illnesses or whatever? I think Nick said it pretty well before. Nick was saying it pretty well before that, like you know, you have um, they use the diagnostic tools like you know your blood tests and your x-rays and all that um in order to gather a diagnosis to guide treatment and in in a way if they don't have that term if they don't have that um that official diagnosis and they find it it's a little bit trouble to really shape their treatment um and i guess that's a very specific like scenario i feel like but um in terms of western medicine health it's like you're either healthy or you're not healthy and it's like you either have a disease or you don't have it. It's very definitive, possibly, um, and it's very. Uh, there's no. Uh, I can't put it in words. Words aren't agree with me today. But it's it's all very definitive. Words aren't and agree with me today. Straight to the point. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think <laughs> <They're not. laughs> Western medicine kind of views the organs very scientifically, so they're structural and physiological functions and that's kind of how they assess disease whereas with Chinese medicine the organs kind of work as a network so the physiological functions are also different from the organ function in Chinese medicine if that makes sense like they have that function I guess but they also do other things based on Chinese medicine theory and how they interact with each other could you could you give yeah, me an Western example? Yeah, Western medicine have this Oh yeah, sorry, you go. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, you know, Western medicine have this this idea that, you know, each organ has its one function or like, you know, one physiological function and that's what it does for the body. And that's what it will do until it stops working. Um yeah, and then, 
you know, where Chinese medicine, it's 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 more of that support network where you know one organ does one thing and another organ does another, and they work together to either you know form qi or help move the blood and you know like the spleen and the liver com- um, connection with you know moving and storing blood, where you know it's not just the liver's function to um, to regulate and get rid of all the sh- the bad stuff in the blood, all the toxins, and the heart to pump the blood. You know what I mean? So it's it's more of a network, like Charlene was saying, which is a very good analogy. Yes, yeah, sort of like one can't function without the other, whereas in Western med, it's sort of like, yeah, you, you want to get rid of this. They function well. alone. Yeah, exactly, where they function just by themselves. Yeah, and that comes back to, you know, going on that drastic um, side of like, if you've got cancer in one organ, that it's all focused about that one organ, you know. If you've got, say, you've got heart problems. Um, They're going to cut out you know, your heart. Western medicine is... <laughs> Western <laughs> medicine is very much um, let's treat the heart and let's treat the heart only. But, you know, in, in Chinese medicine, we're also looking at the kidneys and the lungs and the spleen and, you know, and we're seeing how that all plays a part in, in day-to-day life. Um, and, yeah, just because you've had some heart problems, you know, that can also affect your digestion and your sleep and, you know, cognitive funcu- functions. And there's there's so much that, that you know, ties in together. Yeah, I, f- I feel like just jump, jumping on that topic where, like, let's say that you did have, like, a heart condition and they treated you with surgery or, like, with medication or whatever... I feel like once you leave the doctor's door, that's that's it. They're like they're like, oh, you've got surgery, whatever. That's it. By even if you have like, I don't know, like sleeping problems or like, um, like walking problems afterwards, like that doesn't matter. Whereas like Chinese med sort of views uh, everything else as well. Like I was going, I was going to go on a topic. Oh yes, no, no, I've got it. So w- when you have that sort of condition where you go through surgery and stuff. Doctors don't really care about how that occurred as as much as Chinese medicine does. Where if it keeps reoccurring or you you get your disease back again, they're just like, oh, we'll just treat you with surgery again, all over again. Like that's just how they fix the problem. Whereas like Chinese med would be like, you're not addressing the root sort of cause with this. And if if it's a lifestyle issue that's causing your heart issues, then you need to change your lifestyle. If it's something else, you you got to work everything together. Is what a good example, example of that. Oh, we, we Ooh, good jinx. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right, you go first. You go, <laughs> no, no, first. you go first and then I'll go. Okay, I was going to say endometriosis. Was that what you were going to say? No, I wasn't, which is No, perfect. okay. <laughs> endometriosis, basically for Western medicine, it's um, like regulated with medication. And then once it gets too far gone for medication, you do a surgery. And then after that, it's basically like physio exercises, more medication. And then once it builds up to that level again, you require another surgery. Whereas for Chinese medicine, we recommend you come in after the surgery and you start to kind of get the blood moving and flowing. And we want to prepare your body to heal itself so that you don't get up to that level of needing another surgery. Yeah, my, which is a fantastic example of, you know, how how we can sort of prevent um, getting back to a level that Western medicine um, is expecting you to get to in, with endometriosis. They, they, 
they have a plan where you, where you will get worse, uh, which is ridiculous. Uh, my example was going to be with about muscle recovery and back pain and stuff like that. So, you know, Western medicine is very much, well, you've got back pain, let's throw some anti-inflammatories at it, it will, um, it will subside and you'll sort of get on with your day-to-day life, but your back pain will get worse again. Take some more anti-inflammatories, I'll write you another script, you'll be fine. Whereas Chinese medicine, we're looking at, you know, it's it's liver blood and the spleen and how how the muscles are being nourished and you know how they work together, um, you know, with the with the chi and the blood, and you know why why are your muscles getting tense? Is it postural? You know, are we looking to repair muscles and do some motor point work, or is it stress? And you know, we're looking to reduce stress and anxieties. Um, or is it, you know, coming from your diet, are you not, not getting enough chi, enough blood? You know, so there's so many other options that we can look at. And, we're ho- you know, in the end of the day, personally, I'm hoping you don't come back <laughs> with those pains. You know, I don't, you know, in the end of, at the end of our, my treatments, I don't, I, don't want to, I don't want you to come back. Um, you know, I want you to be better. So uh, that's, that's a big difference. With Western medicine and Chinese medicine, yeah, and you know, treatment out. Yeah, countless times. On on the whole muscle thing, there's countless times where you have someone that goes in for a steroid injection. Like the steroid injection is a good example of it too. It's like, um, like adding to what you were saying, Nick. Like a, a patient feels so much pain that painkillers doesn't really, um, doesn't really change anymore. So then, what do you do? You go in for a, sto- a steroid injection, which which lasts for about three months or. So, and then they come back for another steroid injection. And like, there's many patients that I've seen personally that, um, you treat with needles and you treat with cupping and all that, and the muscle pain gets better and that's it. Like, I'm, I'm, and again, try not to my own horn, try not to diss Western medicine or to my own horn, but like, I feel that using, constantly using steroid inje- injections is kind of just, it feels like the pain is inevitable but we'll just help you kind of deal with it instead of actually dealing with it, you know, um, which is a little bit eh for me. Yeah, I, f- I feel like even emotionally that that crushes a patient knowing that they always have to come back. Oh, hands like, down. Yeah, just having that hopeless endeavor of being like, so I just got to keep living until I go back and for that next steroid injection. Yeah, because it's not fun. No, <laughs> steroid no, injections are so fun. Painful. <laughs> so painful. <laughs> no, and I always yeah. I always so tell it's my and it's that that's sort like of that. a temporary thing, um, and that that my goal is that you don't get to that point again. Um, don't know if that's what was just said. I had yeah. some technical issues, but yeah. No, <laughs> no, no, no. You're good. No, you're good, Nick. You're good. <laughs> so, in talking about what we discussed today about you know TCM and Western medicine and comparing the two. I know most of the time we basically dug into Western medicine the whole time, but um, knowing what we know and knowing what we talked about, um, how would you, what are the benefits of both TCM and Western medicine? Because in, in my perspective, it's like, um, like I said earlier in the start of the episode, TCM has holes where that Western medicine fixes and Western medicine has holes that TCM fixes, if that makes sense. Um 
So like, for example, when you have first aid, you'd go towards the Western medicine rather than Chinese medicine. But when you have things like a chronic back pain or fatigue or something, you'd go more Chinese medicine than Western medicine. So um, do you guys have a, I don't know, it's kind of biased because um, uh, we are all Chinese medicine graduates, but um, why do you think, why would you choose Chinese medicine over Western medicine sometimes? For me, I would say that Chinese medicine is great for everything that is not structural. So if there is a structural problem with your body, because Chinese medicine is not invasive, like we can't fix that. If you've got a tumor that requires surgery or you've got a like compressed nerve or something that requires surgery or something invasive, unfortunately, there's not a lot we can do to fix that structural issue. For everything else, I guess that there's no issues with the structure, we can help that or we will try to help that. Yeah, I think, you know, Western medicine does a really good job at like imaging and, and you know, all that sort of side of things where that we can benefit off of, you know, and supplements again to a degree can be really useful um, to use. I'm still sort of half-half on the whole supplement thing, but, you know, I... I appreciate um, the use of scanning and imaging and, you know, that that whole investigative side. Um, it can help patients be, you know, reassured about their conditions and can, you know, see what's going on inside of their body and, you know, things like blood tests and stuff like that. So, you know, we can use those diagnostic techniques as well. Um, and, yeah, so I think together... Chinese medicine and Western medicine can form, you know, a good team, um, but it's it's all about not being too focused on one or the other. Um, if you if you're very shut out Western medicine, that can have its own problems. Um, you know, again in terms of like cancer diagnosis and serious serious conditions such as you know high cholesterol that might need to be maintained by by you know quite advanced medications or blood pressure things like that um you know or if you're very anti-chinese medicine you know you're not going to get the full benefit of acupuncture and herbal medicine and you might be left without some answers so together they can work very well yeah i've seen that mostly in a lot of uh, sorry timmy um i've seen that a lot in a lot of cancer treatments um in in terms of explicitly working hand to hand hand in hand so like um so western medicine is obviously the the chemo side but then chinese medicine is also really good to help with the um the management of the chemo symptoms you know the, the fatigue and the the stomach upsets and the hair loss and things like that so i feel like having having both together kind of reiterating what nick was saying is probably the ideal thing and i don't i don't like to shut out western medicine and i i as much as I talk smack on Western medicine, like every episode, um, I do think that, yeah, having both of them together is probably the most ideal thing that you can have. Um, but I do, I do really like the fact that with Chinese medicine, it's always about balance. It's always about achieving an equilibrium between either like, you know, two organs or two aspects of your life and not draining yourself too much, not 
tipping the edge over one side than the other, like overexerting yourself or not getting enough exercise. It's it's I like that aspect about Chinese medicine that sometimes Western medicine does neglect, and I don't hear it a lot often in Western medicine. So I, that's why I do like Chinese medicine. I feel like it's beneficial because um, in terms of balance and many other lessons, uh, there's a lot of things that you can apply to your own life and how you live rather than just focusing on that soul disease. Yeah, exactly. I mean, wh- why do you have to choose when you can just choose both? Do you know what I mean? You can you can get both benefits. So it's like it's like yin and yang. You have you have one side which is more like holistic and the other one's more specific. It's like just get both. Yeah. That's that's the beauty of us being living in like a very multicultural um well yeah, a, mul- a multicultural uh uh country. Well, wow, left me for a second. Um Tom and sorry that to cut we you get off. to go oh. on to both. No, that's right. Sorry to cut you off, B. I want to throw this to Tom and ask you if you've got any additional questions. Any <laughs> we're, we're in the dying <laughs> minutes of this podcast. Do you have uh, any questions now? If not, forever hold your peace. All right. All right. I'll, <laughs> 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 I'll let you, yeah. Yeah. No. I've, I've, no, the, the questions only come in at 50 minutes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when we're already like over time. Like, <laughs> oh. It's like, thank you for listening. Whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. No, I'll, I'll <laughs> so many more questions to ask. <laughs> you guys only talk about the most interesting just about when we're about to finish. That's the worst thing. I don't think well, we, we covered a, a lot podcast, in this isn't one. Isn't anyway. that the whole, the whole point of a podcast? Is you get them on the hook. What, missing the point? And then you just... You just gap out. God damn it. I hate that so much. <laughs> we just never yeah, talk exactly. about any of that stuff ever again. <laughs> that, that's all... a whole podcast, though. Yeah. We warmed up to the idea around it, and we're about to go deeper, and that's it. Thank you for listening. It's like, oh, all right. <laughs> God damn it. That's, whole, that's partly no, the whole idea of creating this podcast, is so we do less of that. <laughs> less is of that a part? <laughs> Less of um, you know, getting halfway into a topic and then being like, okay, see you. I feel like all of us talk so much to the point where that it just ha- we just delve into like one minute aspect of a of a topic and then just dive in and then we spend about five minutes on the rest of it. Like, well, we have a we have a habit of doing that sometimes. Sometimes. Well, hopefully, with this introductory podcast uh, or series, we sort of can be a bit more focused and, you know, talk about these organs a bit more and sort of talk about the nitty-gritties a little bit better. Um, so Yeah, and this episode only really serves as like a, kind of like a, this is what we're doing, this is how we're doing it, and what to expect for the next couple episodes. So um, I, this, was, this episode wasn't really too information-heavy, but more of our personal um, personal opinions, but also kind of a, a a way that you can also adopt some of the some of the ideas and uh, ongoing from from yeah, this episode. I, I feel like yeah, it's important give a sort of to, yeah. No, you go. Oh, I was just going to say give a sort of introduction <laughs> to how these things work in the the medicine world compared to western and chinese medicine. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly that's, what I want to say. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, cuz the 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 medicine world is a uh, is uh I don't know we as Chinese medicine practitioners we've seen a lot of um 
just like, ah, you know, what Chinese medicine doesn't work and it's all, uh, I literally say, oh, so you're a voodoo, you're a voodoo, uh, voodoo doctor. And I'm like, yeah, pretty much. It's yeah. pretty much what I do. <laughs> yeah, all right. All right. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I, I stick pins in a doll of you. So I need you to, re- I, I need you to bring a doll of you to each appointment so I can just stick pins in there. I, f- I feel like, yeah. That's exactly at the end of the day, If they're going like, to pay me for that, yeah. I'm all for it. <laughs> You're too angry. <laughs> $90 consultations, no worry. <laughs> yeah. I, f- I feel like at the end oh, of the day, God. you know, medicine is medicine. And we're all looking like Western med or Chinese med. We're just looking to help. Um, patients will always need help. And practitioners, whether you be a Western doctor or a Chinese doctor, you always need to try and find ways to try and help the patients with pains and stuff. So hopefully this series can, I don't know, give that people that hope to better understand Chinese medicine and find ways to heal them, or at least like learn how to heal themselves from it. Yeah, Aww. shall we sign off? <laughs> Thanks, Tom. Yeah. Oh, my heart. That was so sweet. <laughs> As always, thank you for listening to the Forever Young podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and join our discussion page. Join in next week for the next part of the introductory series. And and as always, we're the Forever Young podcast, and you'll hear from us next time. Bye. 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 Bye.